Hey, Teresa, what does someone who's a little late have in common with a baby butt? I don't know what. They're both a little behind. It's Schmanners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. What'd you think of that joke? Uh, I mean... You didn't love it? I, mean, I was so okay. proud of that joke. Let me try again. I loved it. Great well, work. Normally, I tell Teresa what my terrible jokes are going to be before I press record. And this time, I was like, oh, I'm so proud of this. I just want to drop it on you in the moment. I just didn't feel maybe there's a different delivery. Yeah, the punchline, nice. Uh huh. It was good. I think that it was the setup. I could tighten it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little loose. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I appreciate your notes. Thank you very much. Um, hello, once again, I can intro this episode saying we are talking about a subject that is near and dear <laughs> to my stone cold heart. Um I oh, Tardiness, lateness, it's one of my, not, and in this circumstance, not one of my uh, faults, but rather uh, something I, I'm stalwart about. I, I do not care for tardiness. Being on time is very important to me. I like schedules. That's the thing. I'm, I'm not at all a, an organized person, um, and I I'm, I'm feel I am not very good at keeping appointments. <laughs> but it is very important to me that other people aren't late to see me. Okay. I I would like to uh, offer my take on what it is you like. Okay. <laughs> Please. You like to have your expectations met. This is true. That is uh, pretty quintessential Travis McRoy. Expect Like if, if for example... If uh, we make, if we say like, yeah, we'll order food for dinner tonight. And then someone goes, or we could just, I'm like, no, uh, we yes. said we were ordering food. That was the plan. Yes. yes. So when you have in your mind, you are going to be somewhere at a specific time. That's what you want. That's what you do. When you have yes. in your mind that it doesn't matter what time we get there. All hell breaks loose. Whatever it is you want. That is the thing that I've had to actively work on since having, uh, I think you call it a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, or since, I should say, Teresa had a baby and I kind of was nearby. <laughs> and and that is, is like, one, it takes a little bit extra planning. But two, you really have to gauge what is important to be there on time and what is something you can kind of let go and you'll get there when you get there. You know? Yes. For example, movie times, right? I can't call the movie theater and say, hey, can you hold it 15 minutes? Thanks. But if it's like we're going out to eat and we don't have a reservation and no one's meeting us there, yeah. does it matter when we get there? Right. Anywho, we're talking about tardiness, lateness, not on timeness, dispunctual, <laughs> unpunctual, unpunctual will probably be uh, late. Yes. Okay. Um. Well, so now when did people start being late for things? (laughs) I would like to discuss the idea of lateness of of time of time being a man-made construction. No, being fashionably late. Oh, this is good. We did get we got a couple questions about this. Mm -hmm. And what is fashionably late? Is there like a specific origin? I just assumed. Okay. Here's my experience with it from anecdotal. Uh, in college, I remember that if you said your party was going to start at, say, 9 o'clock, no one got there before 1030. And what happened was over my four years, the, it, it became this weird cycle of, like, my freshman year was 9 o'clock. Everyone got there at 10. So then 
my sophomore year, everyone just said 10 o'clock and then nobody got there till 11. So then junior year, we said 11 and then like nobody got there till 12. And so then senior year, just like nine o'clock, it's <laughs> nine o'clock and then we're locking the doors, you know, and it's like because nobody wanted to be the first person at the party. Right. But then what happened is you as the host were sitting there and you said the party started at nine o'clock and it's nine fifteen, nine thirty. No one's shown up yet. Oh, I hate that feeling. Hate yeah. that feeling where you're like, what if all these hors d'oeuvres are for naught? Maybe so, that's not the college vibe so much, but you, what if I made all these jello shots for nothing? Right. I mean, and then you have to drink all the jello shots. Wait, I, yes, but don't. <laughs> Please but don't, don't do that. <laughs> Please don't. Okay. Well, so it's hard to find out where exactly that phrase was coined uh-huh. um, because it's kind of been in and out of use anywhere from the 12th century to the 19th century. Really? That far back? Yeah, that far back. Um, because here's the thing. The fashionable hour for dinner slid around between the 12th and the 19th century. So this whole idea of being fashionably late was about having a fashionably late dinner. So not being fashionably late, but having dinner at that time. So the working class, uh, really in the medieval period, the 1200s, had their dinner midday. Okay. Because they Um, had to go to bed? uh, They had to go to bed when the sun was down. Uh, They probably couldn't afford to stay up much later than that. I mean, because candlelight's expensive. Fire fire is expensive. Things like that. Um, Plus, they probably had to wake up early for work. Yep, yep. Whereas if you were rich, you could just wake up whenever. Right. So if if you were rich, then you could afford to have your dinner later. So that became the fashion, right? Isn't that funny how words do that? And this makes absolute sense to me, especially that it kind of went in and out of usage and meaning because inherently the term fashionably late, right, doesn't mean it's always fashionable to be late. I imagine that there were times where it's like if you're not punctual, it's actually very uh gauche it's very rude yes and i'll i'll discuss that okay in, in due time oh i'm sorry i was fashionably early is that a thing <laughs> Are people fashionably early i think so no i don't think so um so when we're looking for that phrase again it kind of waxes and wanes throughout uh citable sources um, especially in the 1900s. Okay. So if you go from like 1920 to 1950, there's very few occurrences um, in different newspaper archives. But then there's a real boom in the 1960s. I'm I'm not quite certain. I think that it it probably has to do with just the amount of like dinner parties people are having. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe not directly, but maybe not directly. I think World War Two and listen, I'm no historian, but I think most historians would agree World War Two impacted a lot of things. So I, right. I don't think it was just like you know what because of World War Two we're all going to be on time. Hmm. But more probably, uh, you know, more people away uh, from home, not as much focus put on fashion, not as many resources to go around for throwing parties. I mean, maybe even so far as, you know, when there were, uh, you know, raid sirens and raid uh, one of the drills where you had to keep your mm-hmm. lights off, the blackout times, that kind of stuff. Yes. Anyways, I'm just trying to justify my own guess at a thing that I don't really care whether I'm right or not. It does make sense to me, though. Um, so then this huge boon happens in the, the late 50s, I'll say. Uh, and this is when, like I said, this is when newspaper archives have a, a kind of where you can, there's a searchable increase in mm-hmm. those words, fashionably late. Um, I, I, not to keep interrupting okay. to try to tie it together, but do you think that it was because like newspapers started focusing more on like 
manners columns and advice and that kind of thing? I'm not. I don't think so. Um, especially since a lot of our social constructs come from the Victorian era. Um, I don't. I don't think that they're inherently related. Um, I just think. I think that the focus from fashionably late shifted. Okay. Right. So the idea that an event was at a fashionable time which is later right the fashion is for it to be late switched to it is the fashion for people to be late fashion to be fashionably late god that's what i think happened was it ever codified what is ever like fashionably late is 20 minutes (laughs) 43 minutes not a second more not a second less no um but so in the early 1800s, there's a book called Tales of the Fashionable Life, wherein a lady of high society describes her arrival to a dinner party as fashionably late. Okay. I believe that she was 20 to 30 minutes late. Okay. That's still better than most. I, I feel like I feel like fashionably late has become uh, corrupted now where people think of it as like the last one to arrive. But I always think of fashionably late as you're not the first one, but you're not but you're not so late that it's rude. You know what I mean? Like And I think that's the thing. It's subjective, isn't it? Right. But like that okay, so say there's a hundred people come to your party, right? To me, fashionably late would be you're not in the first twenty, but you're not in the last forty. Like you fall in the forty people that arrive you know like you're not the first to arrive but you're not the stragglers either you know you're trying to aim for that perfect sweet spot of like you still get to make an entrance Mm -hmm. but that entrance is people being excited you're there and not finally right so you mentioned that that was more of like a party atmosphere Uh right but i think that it also depends on where you like where you're going what the meeting is oh, that's also true right so mm. is it a is it a cocktail party where you know like drinks and food are kind of served like buffet style or whatever and there's no like sit down dinner being served like or is it a business lunch uh do you have reservations like i don't know is it a meeting i, I don't know Tree. it's hypothetical <laughs> none of that's real so, oh god am i late now so here's the thing I have to go. I'm going to talk about some specific circumstances, right? Okay. Where being fashionably late is probably okay to not at all okay. Okay. So let's say it is a fundraiser or a gala, okay? Can I guess? No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh no. You mean guess if it's a fundraiser or a gala? Or no, ga- no. <laughs> Whether fashionably late. Okay. I mean, I am a child, but uh, fundraiser. (laughs) I'm going to say to a fundraiser or gala, it's okay to be a little late. I'm going to say that you want, it is okay to be a little late, but don't be on the side of, okay. I need numbers to explain this. You want to be in the second 20% to arrive? <laughs> you want to be in the beginning of the lateness, not at the end. So like, okay, say that check-in time, which usually these places do, or like announcement time to get your your uh, badge or whatever, is 6.30, okay? Usually there's a speech or a presentation that begins after that. Say that that's at like 7.45, right? Uh So there's this grace period of 45 minutes. You probably want to be there by 7. Okay, so. Your math doesn't hold up. Yes, it does. No, you said 45 minutes. This is a grace period of, okay. Wait, hold on. Let's jump back. You're saying the check-in is 6.30 to 7. The no, the check-in is at 6.30 uh-huh. and the presentation starts at 7.45. So that's an hour and 15 minutes. Yes. Not 45 minutes. Sorry. You okay. are correct. What I, what I meant was you want to be there seven. You want to be there at seven. Oh, which with is the 45 minutes. Gotcha. 45 gotcha, gotcha. minutes okay. before. Because. So it gives you enough time to get settled. Right. Here's okay. the math. 
So 6.30 to 7, that's a half hour, right? So you can be a half hour late. 7 to 7.45, that's 45 minutes. Do you see how it's on the beginning end? You know what I mean? Yes. So you, it's not are, halfway between. You ha The most amount of time you have is still after you arrive. Exactly. As opposed to getting there with 10 minutes left and rushing around. Exactly. Gotcha. That that makes sense to me for a lot of things like that. Uh, gala, fundraiser, convention, um, any kind of like business event, you know, a conference, that kind of thing. If there's a check-in, for example, we go to stuff like Sketchfest and we're about to go to the Joko Cruise. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense to me that if there is a check-in window, you really have two viable options. Option one is try to get there before the window opens or right when the window opens to be like the first in line. Get it done. If you're one of those people, totally get it. Option two, you want to show up, like you said, about 40% of the way into it. 40%. That's what I was looking yes, for. 40% of the way into it so that that kind of clears out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you still have time. Because that, that's the thing. I see this at airports all the time. People get there with not enough time before their flight. And now they're rushing. You know, so like if there is an hour and 15 minute window, you don't want to get there. Sure, you're still technically on time if you get there five minutes before the next thing starts. Yeah. But now you're rushing around trying to find the check-in table. Oh, no, they can't find your name. And now it's a huge stressor for everybody. Okay. Right. But at those things, so that gives you enough time so that you won't be kind of like standing around by yourself the whole time. But you'll still have enough time to go and see the host, say hello to people that you know, like greet professional contacts, things like that. In case anyone was wondering what type of person I am, if if it says check-in starts at 10 o'clock, I'm there at 9.45. Um, <laughs> oh, all of this said, it's also up to cultural expectation, okay. which I will also touch on later. Okay. Got a um, lot to so touch on later. The next event, I think, uh, scaling down is probably a cocktail party. And okay. like I said earlier... Um, those sorts of events are usually like free flow, you know, people make drinks as they want them. Uh, food is often a spread or a buffet, people kind of standing around talking. There's no real like event, right? Whereas a fundraiser or a gala would have like a speech or maybe an auction or, or things like that where there's like an event that you're doing. The cocktail party is more kind of like a milling affair, right? Can I give you um, my cocktail party rule for, uh, the, well, it's more of a window of time, right? So if you say the the, the cocktail party is uh, starting at 8, and it's 8 to 10, right? Mm -hmm. I think you should be there for an hour of time. I agree. And so if that's 8 to 9... Okay, if it's 8.30 to 9.30, it, whatever. But what you don't want to do is show up at 9.45 when an event ends at 10. Yes, that, agreed. It, don't, no, 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 no. I would say that this is the part where maybe a 15, 20 minute late would be excusable. That's fine. No one's going to know. No one's going to wonder if you're lost, mm -hmm. right? If you arrive or just not coming or not coming. If you arrive fifteen to twenty minutes late, perfectly fine, no problem. Now, I would I would say that that does not the same does not apply. That I think that if you're at somebody's house, but if it's like, hey, we've reserved a table for ten for ten people, and you said you were going to be there. See, that's a reservation, which okay. I believe that you should be there on time for or early or early. Um, because that's next, the thing a lot of places won't see until they have everybody the whole there party. Yeah. so don't make people wait don't do it I have a lot of rules about <laughs> how not to be late to things but we'll cover those in the second half okay uh, dinner party uh, we're kind of scaling down a little bit um, I think that it's important that you show up on time especially um, if the invitation states when dinner will be served mm -hmm. you need to be there before that time now when you say on time right mm -hmm. what's the wiggle room we got a question i'm gonna see if i can find it real quick uh this is from justin Ooh, we're going all loosey-goosey i know right? question but the first i think half. this is a good this is a good question that applies to a lot of this because we keep throwing around the words like tardy on time late 
Um, Justin asked, in a social scenario, is five to ten minutes late okay? I have friends who do not think so. That's my question. Is if an event says eight and you show up at eight oh five, are you late, or is that the window of time where it's basically still eight o'clock? Um, again, and a lot of this is like it depends. Okay, is this event something that has uh, like I was like I was saying earlier? Is this something that has an event to it? Mm-hmm. Is this a sit down dinner? It, does it say dinner starts at 8? Then yeah, you're late. Is this just a party, mingle, open housey deal? No, you're not late. That's close enough to 8. That's fine. Okay. Let's go. Let's scale down one more, right, from dinner party to like a date or a friend date or a social engagement that is like two or three people, right? So like, hey, we're all going to hang out and watch a movie. And you're there at 8.05 instead of 8. I think that that's okay because five minutes is within the different time of like clocks, right? So if my watch says it's 8 o'clock, your watch says it's 8.05, the kitchen clock says it's 8.10, it's 8, uh, uh, like 8.03 or whatever, I think five minutes is okay because that's the difference in, in clock times. Gotcha. More than five minutes, I think that you have to apologize when you get in. But I don't think that it's considered like I don't. Do you know that like eight to ten minutes isn't doesn't feel on purpose. It feels accidental. When I worked at Best Buy, you had seven a seven minute window for that for clock differences. Yeah. So like if you were supposed to be there at you know nine if your shift started at nine and you got there at nine o five. And no boss would, like, outright tell you this, but you wouldn't get marked as tardy. They might be like, hey, you're late, but you're not getting marked as tardy because mm-hmm. you could respond, not according to my watch, right? But over right. seven minutes, yeah. it was like, okay, cool, you're late. <laughs> like, there, there is no seven minutes here and there. It's fine. But, like, you're 15 minutes late. That's Right, late. that's late. That's not a clock difference. Um, is there a fashionable late to, like, a date? You know, like, listen, honey, is there a factual late to any of this? No, no, no. I mean, fashionable. Sorry. Oh, fashionably late. Fashionably late. I don't think so. Because I've I've heard this is one of those kind of, pardon my French, crappy things that people say sometimes like, well, you don't want to appear too eager. No, but you also don't want to be late. (laughs) So (laughs) I'd much rather like if I were going on a date with someone and they showed up on time or early, I think that that is respectful. I think that that is um, your time. I I appreciate the fact that your time is valuable. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Same with like interview. Anytime where you're trying to make a favorable impression on somebody, I don't know of a time anyone's ever been late to meet me and I've thought, what a cool person. Right. I love that they were 10 minutes late because it shows how what a rebel they are. No, they, it, it, I, I like having my time valued as does everyone else in the world. And there's a difference between 15 minutes early and like 30 minutes early. Absolutely. I think that 15 minutes early is the max of early for really kind of anything. Um, and I said there's no fact. There's no hard and fast, but I think that 15 is enough to be considered early, but over 15 minutes is like uh, almost like putting upon your host to either be ready early, entertain you early. Like that's too much. Especially in this day and age, if you get someplace more than 15 minutes early, listen to a podcast in your car, kill 15 to go grab a, you know, a bottle of water from a convenience store. Walk around a little bit, get your steps in, um, you know, kill some time before going over there. Uh, but no, I, I do think that when it comes to, and here's the thing, what are we talking about? When we're talking about fashionably late, I think that implies a choice was made to yes. be a little late. Agreed. Versus like getting stuck in traffic or a flat tire or whatever myriad of reasons that someone's late. So I'm not saying, well, if you're 10 minutes late for a date, get out of here. Here in our hood, uh, what happens is you get stuck behind a train. Yeah. And that can be disheartening. And so that's the thing is I'm I'm not saying, well, if you're 10 minutes late, the date's ruined or your friend is going to leave you. I'm saying don't make the choice to be late 
that's no, no, unless it's a cool party. And then you can totally make the choice. All right. Um, So the next event I want to talk about is like a bridal shower, a baby shower, a bachelor party, things like that. Um, First of all, you shouldn't really show up early unless you're part of the setup crew. And Uh, don't assume you're part of the setup crew. Yeah. Of just like, yes, we're friends, so I'll show up and help. Don't do that because, one, they might not be there. <laughs> and, and, two, they might not have anything for you to do. Right. And a lot of reasons. Birthday party, things like that, things that we're discussing. Um, But you should be on time. You should not show up late because what happens is um, if you are a guest at these type of events, it's usually not about you, right? So Wait, what? It's not about <laughs> me? So you showing up late really kind of steals the thunder of whoever that this is about because it's all gonna it's all people are gonna be able to talk about like oh man where's jenny big story and you're like exactly never believe what happened to me jenny no he cares i mean i do care you can tell us jenny but like don't and like when you come in people will turn around and look at you they'll stop doing whatever they're doing like don't don't be late for that because this instance is not about you uh uh what's her name taylor elizabeth taylor stipulated in her will that she be 15 minutes late for her own funeral that's pretty cool (laughs) well i mean that whole event's about her i guess right she made absolutely sure yeah okay um let's uh let's call it there with events we talked from like two people up to a gala uh we're gonna oh wait take... i do want to say a play do not be late don't for be plays. late don't be late for a play or a movie if you're late for a movie slip in unobtrusively sit and whatever the open seats are but like don't yell at the person who's already started it and also know this here's a little secret from me to you when I worked in movie theater, I don't know if this is like worldwide policy, but if no one had bought tickets for the movie, like we would wait. And if 10, 15 minutes went by and nobody came and bought tickets, we just wouldn't show it. Yeah. Because there's like no reason to show it to an empty theater. Exactly. It just costs money. And so like don't expect to show up 20 or 30 minutes late to a movie and it'll be on. And don't show up and talk to your friend and ask them what, what you missed. Anyways, we could do a whole thing about not being late to movies. But right now... Time for a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll answer some of your questions. Schmanners is sponsored in part this week by Squarespace. I am a very big fan of Squarespace, as evidenced by, I think I have about four or five different websites through Squarespace now. It's where I built um, McElroyShows.com. Um, I'm working on a new show that I will, not a new podcast. I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) I already have enough of those. But uh, a new show uh, that I built a website for uh, on Squarespace. And how would you describe that experience, Travis? Of building a a thing. Well, it makes me feel smart and cool. And, well, here's the thing. Was it easy? It was so easy, Teresa. Thank you so much for asking. I don't know anything about programming websites. I've never uh, read a book about it. I've never taken a class about it. I didn't know anything. But Squarespace makes it really easy to add, to not only build a cool website, but add all kinds of different elements you need. Uh, this is going to sound dorky to anyone who knows about programming websites, but like drop down menus, buttons, in, like embedding videos, all built kinds. in search engines. Oh, yes. All kinds of cool stuff. And including, you can also like sell stuff on your, your website. Um, and it's all easy. It's all like, what do you want to do? Do this. They have super easy guides that'll walk you through it and 24 seven award-winning customer support. Even if you can't figure something out, they will help you figure it out. Plus they can help you get domains for your website, all kinds of things. So if you've been looking to build a website and come on, it's 2018. Why don't you have a website? Come on. (laughs) It's 2018. You can go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, just use the offer code Schmanners, that's S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S, and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Enter the code Schmanners. Another turn of phrase that I think is quite fun, it has to do with our next sponsor. Okay. Out with the old, in with the new. Or what about just like 
along with the old, here's some more new, you know? Here's a way to get some more new. Okay. Rent the Runway has a new unlimited membership. So you can replace your old stuff with a rotating closet for one flat monthly fee. That's amazing. It is pretty cool. So the way that it works is you get to rent four pieces. Um, and by the way, there's like over 450 pieces available to rent. Um, and, and that's rotating stock, right? It's 450 right, pieces. Right, yeah. So yeah. they get new stuff all the time. Um, and you can keep these four pieces as long as you want and swap them out anytime. Um, so right now... Rent the Runway will even throw in a closet cleanse kit out with the old, right? So that you have a donation bag that from them um, and a prepaid shipping label, right? So this you can donate the stuff that you don't want, rent a rotating closet of things that you love, and all of it you can get free shipping, free dry cleaning, and insurance on. I was about to sound so Home Shopping Network, I actually got upset. Listen, I love this deal, <laughs> and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why this is a great deal, right? You're not going to see this anywhere else. Um, I I love the, because there are so many um, people who, like, get jobs, right, where they're required to dress a certain way, mm -hmm. but maybe because they just got the job, they can't afford to do that, and they don't want to, like, just buy two outfits and wear the same outfit every day. Well, this kind of service is amazing for that because you can get the clothes you need, right? And then swap them out and swap out people. Anyway. That's right. Especially, like, someone like me who remembers times where I had to go to, like, theater openings, you know? And this, mm -hmm. I, I only had the one suit. I, mm -hmm. Well, now I know with Rent the Runway, I could have been swapping stuff out every month. Absolutely. So, this month only, our listeners can get 30% off their first month with our code SCHMANNERS. And where do they go for that? So you can visit renttherunway.com slash unlimited, or they have a, a a iPhone app you can download. And you Short for Aperture. Did you know that? <laughs> I thought application. You know, that makes a lot more sense. You know what? Now that you say it. Now mm -hmm. you can enter the code SCHMANNERS at checkout to unlock your 30% off discount. That's code SCHMANNERS, S H M. A-N-N-E-R-S at checkout. And so you can sign up today and pledge to get dressed better. In with in with the new. In with the <laughs> new. In 2018. Hi there. I'm film critic April Wolf and host of the Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in-depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade Sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. How's it going, everyone? I'm Oliver Wang. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. We have a brand new show on the Maximum Fun Network that we'd love to share with you. It's called Heat Rocks. Morgan, we should probably explain what a heat rock is. It is a banger, a fire track, true fire. Right, dope album. Each episode, we will bring on a special guest to join us to talk about one of their heat rocks. It might be a musician. A writer. Maybe a scholar. I mean, I would have been happy to just talk to you about your heat rocks, but this is a different show. Yeah, so. I think people might enjoy hearing maybe the guests instead. To do that, you'll have to go to MaximumFun.org. So if you want to talk about hot music, you should check us out. Heat Rocks. Okay. Before we get started with questions. Okay. Can I give you the number one way to stop being late to things? Sure. Okay. I don't, I made that sound way more, to, that, that was such a clickbait headline. But what I mean is a lot of times when I find that I'm running late to things, what it really comes down to is I have either not been honest with myself when I was scheduling something, or I have not been honest with the person I was scheduling it with. Oh. So, um, like, for example, if I knew I got off work at 5, and it took me 15 minutes to get home, 30 minutes to get ready, and then 15 minutes to get to where I was going, but somebody would say, like, can I meet you there at 5.30? And I'd be like, yeah, I think I'd make that work. Knowing no, I couldn't make mm -mm. that work. And so, like, either I just knew, like, I just scheduled in being late. um, Or, like, I really thought I could make it even though, like, when I thought I couldn't, you know? Yeah. 
So being honest with yourself about the amount of time things really take you, like how long does it take you to get ready? Be honest with yourself about that, you know? Because like, if you're like, well, I think I could nap for 45 minutes and then get ready in five minutes to go. Like, are you really no, gonna get ready in five minutes? No. <laughs> it's all about being honest with yourself and then being honest with the person. Don't be such, uh, what's the word? Don't be so uh, accommodating that you don't say to the person, that time doesn't work for me. Could we push that back about a half an hour? Because for the longest time, that made me so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Someone said six, and I would think like, well, I can just make six if I really like, if I do a hard stop on the, as opposed to just saying like, well, I I think I have this other thing. I don't think I'll be done by six. Could you do 630? Yeah. And nine times out of 10, they're going to say like, yeah, that's fine. But like. That, that way you're not late, you aren't rushing to get there, you start in a much better frame of mind, all of these things. Don't be, don't lie to yourself, don't be accommodating to others, because that's the thing, we got a lot of questions this week about people who are like, I'm chronically late. And that's the thing, that's not like your height or your eye color or something, you know what I mean? That's not like, here's the thing about me. What that means is that you might need to reevaluate the way you schedule your day. Um, and maybe, you know, you're not taking your commute into, um, you know, a, for example, when we lived in L.A. Oh, man, it was rough. It was really hard to schedule for the commute. Right. Because like some days it would take 45 minutes to get somewhere. Some days and, it would take two hours. Right. And so and to get to the same place. And so it, it became really hard. So a lot of that was communicating to the person like, okay, cool. I'm going to try to get here at this time. I don't know. But here in Cincinnati, it only takes me 15 minutes to get anywhere. So, you <laughs> okay. know. Anyways, so let's have some questions. questions. This is from Angela. I heard a thing about saying, thank you for waiting instead of sorry for being late. Which is better in what situations? Um, I really love this idea. I love this idea Um because it, it so often we use like a, a script a social script right hello how are you i'm fine all that kind of stuff right and the social script for oh i'm late i'm so sorry has become oh it's fine don't worry about it right right so even if it's not fine, people feel the pressure to say that it is fine because that's the way that our script has developed. I think it's a really great idea to say thank you for waiting. Thank you for your patience. Um, you can even say I apologize in there, but I would put it at the beginning. Right. Yeah, sorry, I'm late. Thank you so much for waiting. Right. Because then that, that, that disrupts the script. And not only that, it also acknowledges the other person has done something nice for you and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it, it's not just you did something impolite they were extra polite in waiting for you right so i'm gonna say every situation an appropriate answer would be i'm so sorry thank you for waiting like kind of moosh the two together yeah perfect um this question is from megan is there a point where you are so tardy that it is more polite to just not show up oh boy I feel like it depends, right? Because, for example, if it was like your friend's waiting for you, I don't know why this is what popped in my head, but laser tag. I don't know why <laughs> laser tag. But some kind of like escape room, laser tag, waiting for you at a bar, something where maybe there's not an appointment or a reservation, but there's like six people waiting for you to go in. And maybe like you realize you thought you're going to be five minutes late, but, oh, I typed in the wrong address. I'm going to be 45 minutes late. Tell mm -hmm. them to go head in without you, I think, is perfectly real. Like, if you're going to be 45 minutes late to a thing that only takes an hour. Yeah. I I, I think I think that there is a certain over 50% of the time. Another good example, if you say, like, you guys go ahead and start eating. And I'll be 45 minutes late. Yeah. What ends up happening is you get there when they're getting the check and it's just yeah. awkward. Um, so I think that a better practice instead of uh, instead of trying to suss out the time, I think that 
it might be a good idea for certain situations, like you said, like at the um, like at a dinner where once you figure out that you are going to be late, that there is nothing in your power that you can do to fix it, you should just cancel as soon as you figure that out. Because I know that this is a problem I have sometimes if I'm running late. I, I for some and Teresa will tell you this, I have a hard time being honest about how late I'm going to be. So like if my if I was supposed to be somewhere at say one o'clock, right? And mm-hmm. and maybe I get stuck in traffic or something, but my GBS is telling me I'm gonna be there at one thirty, I tell him I'm gonna be ten minutes late. I don't know why. That's not better. That's not nope. a better thing. Not better. And so like straight up it was like, listen, I, it's going to be another half hour if you'd rather reschedule this because as you said much like the social script sometimes if you don't give people that out you might be encroaching on something else they now you've made them yeah, late now for you've something made them late for something else so to say like listen it's going to be another half hour um if you'd like to reschedule this and then offer other times to reschedule it i have this time free i have this time free that way it just makes it seem uh, more legit that you want to reschedule and not that you're just fishing for them to say, no, no. I think I think even better language is, I think we should reschedule. Yes. Not, do you want to? She used to say, I think we should reschedule. I'm sorry. I think we need to cancel. Let's do a rain check. I can, I can make it these other times, right? Um, here's another question, and this is from Borderline Bilious. Okay, is being exactly on time tardy? Because when you aren't necessarily expected to be early, but being right on time seems late often. And I get this, right? Because if, mm-hmm. if you say, like, we have a reservation for 8, and you show up at 8, it feels like, because I'm always there at 7.45, and now I'm waiting for you, and I start to wonder, like, oh, are they going to be here on time, or are we going to have to wait for them? Yeah. Again, this is subjective to, I think, the activity that you're doing. Um. If it is cocktail party, someone's home, again, where things are a little fluid, on time is fine. But like you said, if it's reservations, if it's a play that starts at 8, you're That's late. the number one thing. Oh, I remember like getting tickets for my friends in like, college or even high school mm-hmm. or even after college. And you'd say, like, the show starts at 8, and they would show up at 8. And it's uh, so hard to convey to them, like, no, the show starts at 8. That's oftentimes why if you have, here's a little trick, if you have friends coming, you say, doors are at seven and the show is at eight. Ah. Show up. Yeah. So that way it makes it clear, like, there is a window of time. This is not a movie. There are not previews beforehand, Mm -hmm, Derek. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Derek, if you're listening. I don't know. Do I have a friend named Derek? Mm, Oh, no. Somewhere I have a friend named Derek who's listening to this right now. It's like, I can't believe. You forgot me, Travis. I'm sorry, Derek. Anyways. Anyways. Um, oh, this is a good one. This is from Adrian. When is it appropriate to explain why you are late and when is it best left unsaid? I never want to seem like I'm giving excuses, but sometimes it just makes sense to say. Okay. Um, again, this is something where uh, you want to consider what it is you're being late to. So like a presentation at work, a business meeting, I think that it's, or like a rehearsal, it's more appropriate to just say, sorry, I'm late. Sit down, get ready to do your thing. Um, if, it's le- if it's like a cocktail party, if it's like a social gathering um, and there isn't some kind of event going on, I think that's fine to tell your story, especially if it, you know, helps helps you calm down and be present and be there. Um, yes, and so long as it doesn't become, I'm going to dump all of my stress about oh, of course, being late. Of course, on of you. course. Yeah. Uh, that's not what this party is for, right? Um, but if it's a party or something that has an event, like I said, a presentation, it's a birthday party, where the having that focus of telling your story, giving your excuse takes away from the room, you you need to save it. Well, I also think this has to do uh, with the same context we bring up a lot, which is what is your relationship with this person? Sure. Like sure. if I'm late to meet you, I'm going to tell you why. Right. Right. But if it's like, somebody who wants to interview me for a job 
I'm not going to say like, well, you know, my baby was throwing up or whatever. Like I can just say like, well, it got a little hectic at home. So I'm like, I don't have to give full details of something. Of course. I I also think that if it's like I said, like a business presentation or a meeting or something like that or rehearsal, it's often better to just apologize and get down to business. uh, This next question I'm actually going to tie into that too so katie asked and this is our last question for this episode but katie asks if you know you're going to be late to an event and you provide the host with ample warning like more than a day's notice are you okay or do you still need to do more to apologize for being late and i will tie this in to say if you know you're going to be late to something even if it is before the event has begun give someone that notice you know absolutely if it's 20 minutes before the event's supposed to start and you know you're going to be 10 minutes late don't wait till the event starts and see if you can rush and get there. Also, just a side note, and this is not about uh, manners at all. No event, no date, nothing is more important than your life. Yes. And, and I see this happen, especially when we're living in L.A., but everywhere I see people rushing through red lights and going, you know, way over the speed limit and weaving between traffic. There is no amount of time to be late for something or be early for something or whatever that is more important than the safety of you and those around you. So I, I, you know, we always advocate for not being rude, but at the end of the day, it's better to be late than, you know, late in the more, there's probably a better turn of phrase there, but it's better to be late than dead is what yes, I'm saying. Yes. Um, so always, 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 always put safety and health over schmanners. Um, I agree. Now, So about this question, um, you know that you're going to be late. I think that the best thing that you can do is be honest about exactly how late you're going to be. Don't think that just because you have told your host, I'm going to be 20 minutes late, that that gives you the leeway of being 45 minutes late. It doesn't. If you are going to be 20 minutes late, you need to be there when you said you will be there. Right. Um, and you know, uh, and the same goes with more vague terms. Don't say I'm going to be a little late if you're going to be an hour late. Exactly, an hour late is not a little late. Right? So as long as your host knows how late you are actually going to be, this is not rude. You have let them know. They have agreed. The idea is okay. We're serving dinner at eight, but you said you're going to be there at eight thirty. We are going to skip your appetizer course and send you straight to the entree. That's fine as long as everybody is aware. Like I said, though, if you're going to be there, if you say you're going to be there at 830, be there at 830 because that entree is going to be waiting for you. And if you are there at 850, you've missed your entree and we're on to dessert and it's like a whole thing. So don't. Absolutely. Do that. Really what you're, (laughs) I think, the main thing you apologize for when you are late is the uncertainty of the of the person you were supposed to meet wondering are they going to show up at all now there is of course the inconvenience the time lost all that stuff but what i'm saying is the part you can make up for is the uncertainty mm-hmm. by saying like 15 minutes 20 minutes letting the person know and I, once you know I that you're going, going to, be, to late. be late right once you know you're going to be late you should always contact that person i think that goes without saying for but these sort of in case it doesn't gonna be that's late. the thing is like Speaking of like for a, a date or a friend date, be it whatever sort of date it is, the worry of am I being stood up? Did they forget about me? Like my time, I don't care. We said we'd meet for the movie at four forty-five. Movie starts at five thirty, but now here comes four forty-five. It's not that I'm worried about making the movie. I'm wondering, did you forget? Is that part? Do I need to text them? If I text them, will it now be awkward because they mm-hmm, did forget? Mm-hmm. All that stuff can be alleviated by you saying. Hey, I know he's at 445. I'm stuck in traffic. It's going to be another 15 minutes. Perfect. Done. Um, So that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. Um, We are coming up real close. uh, Speaking of tardy, coming up real close (laughs) on the Joko Cruise. I think you can still get rooms. Don't hold me to that. But if you have been waiting for the last minute, I would say this is it. Because after this, the next time we do a Schmanners, it'll only be two weeks. And I don't feel like that's enough time for you to get all your ducks in a row. But you can still go, I think, to jococruise.com. J-O-C-O-Cruise.com. I think it's going to be a real good time. I'm getting super excited about it. 
Um, speaking of things I'm super excited about, so I mentioned that I was putting together a thing. So what I'm doing here in Cincinnati is I'm going to put together a secret show. Now, here's the thing. You might be saying, Travis, how is it a secret show if you just announced it on Schmanners? Well, I'm going to tell you where it is, when it is, and how to get tickets, but I'm not going to tell you who is going to be there. And um, going off the John Hodgman model with his permission and uh, direct input, if you come to the show, you are going to get a first chance dibs on tickets to the next month's show. Um, so I'm not going to tell you who's going to be there, but I will tell you I'm bringing five people from all over the country. Uh, well, you know, as much as you can be from all over the country and only be five people. You know what I mean? So it's not like one from each state. But anyways, they're going to be here for a night of like hanging out, fun, secret society kind of things. Um, and it is called the Cincinnati Underground Society. So this is the Cincinnati Underground Society show, or CUS. And you can get tickets for that at bit.ly slash March. So bit.ly slash March. Tickets are only $15. Um, and once I've paid off the expenses for the show, 50% of profits are going to go to a local charity that I have not decided on yet. And the other 50% will go to paying for the next month's show. Um, so, yeah, if you want to come to that and come have a fun night of hanging out, uh, I'm working on getting enamel pins for the Secret Society and everything. So you can find out more details at bit.ly slash cuss, C-U-S-S, March, M-A-R-C-H. Um, go check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. They are all incredible. Um, we just recently tweeted and retweeted from the Schmanners account the thank you list for everybody who sent stuff to us. Yes, thank you so much. And we love all of the postcards and thank you notes and uh, the candle nights and Christmas and Hanukkah cards. and all Oh, man, stuff. you guys, thanks so much. If you have anything you'd like to send us, but please do not feel obligated to, you can send it to P.O. Box 36384, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45236. Um, let's see. Who else do we normally thank, Teresa? We thank Brent Bruntlefloss Black for our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are sold. We also like to thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter art and Keely Weiss Photography for our banner on the Fan Run Facebook group, which is Schmanners Fanners. So go join and you can get Schmannerly advice from lots of Schmannerly people. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.